All right, hey everybody, this is uh, Aaron, and uh, over there is Dan, and uh, this is the Dan and Aaron like Orama. That was fantastic. Uh, no notes. Perfect. Ten Thank out of ten. You. Yeah. Uh, I think I might there's... have had a couple of notes. Uh, yeah, but you know, I uh, th- that can be forgiven. Uh, at least this time. Hey, uh, when you were a youth, yes, did your a youth my my <laughs> yeah, my mom always gave me this advice. I don't know if your yeah. parents gave you this advice to always keep the gas tank above half full. Did you uh, did they did they impress that upon you? Always you always want at least half a tank of gas because you never that. know. Yeah, I kind of remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Yeah. But I never listened to her. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think happened? Your gas tank went below half a tank, and you found yourself in the Mojave Desert, and there was no way to drive out on half a tank of gas. I'm I'm chilling out with my less than a half a tank of gas. Uh Uh-huh. And I run in into one of these eccentric millionaires. Oh, the ones you get the emails from. You know these sons of bitches, these eccentric millionaires? Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I, I, I run into one of these guys, one of these bozos, yeah. and he challenges me to a cross-country race. So naturally I accept. Yeah. Well, this guy's all gassed up. I got less than half a tank. So, of course, I lose. And so, because it was a bet, he takes my whole car. He takes the car. He takes the spare tire. He takes the jumper cables in the trunk. He well, takes the change in the, uh, in the cup holder. He takes everything. And he even takes... The CD that's in the damn stereo, and that, my friend, is why I don't have Angel Dust by Faith No More anymore. I believe every word. I, I, I mean, yeah. You know, it's a perfectly reasonable scenario. It's happened to all of us in the past, I would assume. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the reason that I don't have uh, an SUV anymore. Um, I, I don't know. I... To be honest, I just don't have anything to uh, 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 yes and on that um, because I was I was so confused as to whether or not that was a joke or whether it was just like a weird story that I was like just sitting here on bated breath like, uh-huh, uh-huh. It was neither. That's a true story about the dangers of eccentric millionaires. Oh, that was They're a hard everywhere. fact. They're that was everywhere. a damn hard fact, everybody. Yeah, dum, dum. with the, uh, I mean, the uh, the separation the uh, of rich and poor, the, uh, you know, where all the wealth is getting shrinking into a smaller and smaller population, the concentration of wealth. There's more eccentric millionaires now than there ever have been. Hard facts with Dan. It may sound like a joke, but it's not. 
So yeah, this is this is the straight talk zone, my oh, straight yeah. talkers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, straight anyway, talks so and just, hard facts. So you know, keep your eyes peeled for those uh, eccentric millionaires out there. Don't get, don't fall for it. They're Stay around safe. every corner these days. Yeah, out to Stay kill safe. your parents and turn you into Batman. Um. So I'm going to talk about the Umbrella Academy. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, which uh, I. Um, I finished watching the third season. My wife and I finished watching the third season recently. Um, and many thanks to our awesome neighbor, Heidi, uh, we actually read through all the comic books. Um, and uh, it is downright impressive to me how different the comic books are from the show. But they're both amazing. Um, well, for one the, thing, it's still images versus yeah. motion picture technology yeah. yeah it amazes that's me that's probably when, the biggest difference i would say yeah yeah it's it's really amazing to me when when the the the, the figures actually move oh. on the screen i still haven't wrapped my head around that one are the comics in black and white no they are in color okay then yeah it, it's going to be the motion versus still will yeah. be the the main thing yeah but they use a lot more colors in the tv show i, I think it's something about actually using um uh camera uh actual um, camera technology yes the camera technology yeah, yeah. um i guess I they suppose, don't use yeah. film anymore but you know anyway so no. they the, do the digits is, it's all digits now yeah yeah it's they they get all those colors with the you, use of you, zeros and ones yeah, you put your finger on the button to hit start, and that's why it's digital. Right. That's you, you, you use press your that, digit. Yeah, you press that. There's a big giant button that says "Makey Colory," and then yeah. when you press it, colors come out. It used um, to be cranks, and that was your whole hand. Yeah. But now, in the push button world of the future, it's that's digital. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's the reason that they uh, don't make uh, movies with uh, uh, industrial steam machines anymore. It's no longer steam right. powered. It's just binary. Yeah, ones and zeros you don't need digits. steam. We have enough. Yeah, yeah. Go to I any mean, kitchen. Yeah. There's steam all over the place. We got right. it. And Russia, man. Russia with the steam. I mean, they have too much of it. They need to give oh, some really? of it back. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, hey. I don't know what they're 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 hoarding the the world's steam resources. It's hey, it's how just, about those volcanic sad. islands? Yeah, Talk well, about steams. Yeah, and there yeah. there's like not a lot of people live there. No, the, no, Dan, Dan, the steam no, no, Dan, per that's, capita no, Dan, is that's, through the roof. No, it's that's Dan. That's streams, not steams, streams. Volcano, streams, volcano, streams volcanic islands don't have steam. No, it's streams, streams of lava coming down from the volcanoes. It's, it's well, the what other... are you talking about? Um, I was talking about the Umbrella Academy, um, which oh, is okay. a... Yeah, oh, cool. It, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty awesome series. The whole idea behind it in general is like... And that's in color, right? It is, it, both, both in the comic books and in the TV show. Um, yeah. What about the Broadway play? The Broadway play... Uh, written and directed by um, the uh, producers of Rent uh, yeah. does not exist yet. Um, oh. But, you know... It, it, oh, I'm thinking of Young Frankenstein. They made a, they're made they making a Broadway show of it. I love that that is... That's I, true. Really? 
That's that freaking cool. That is a cool. true story. Oh, that's great. Oh, oh I love that. Oh, that's awesome. That is I fun. Think, I don't think it's done yet. I don't know. Class I don't know any... dismissed! Oh, <laughs> Frankenstein! That's the moment when... Uh, when my daughter was like, can we please stop watching this? It's boring. Oh. Like, oh, no. Oh, well, she was like eight. She was. Oh. She, and she has ADHD. So she has, she's like psychologically, physiologically unable to watch a movie. Like she hates movies. She has, she doesn't hate them. She just has like no, she doesn't have the attention span for it. She didn't want to so sit she down doesn't, and watch it through. Yeah, she doesn't right. enjoy movies. And I was like, right. Young Frankenstein, funniest movie ever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's real slow for the first five minutes, but then it gets right. funny. And I was sure that scalpel in the thigh, my right. grandfather's work was doo-doo, stab. <laughs> yeah. And that look is so good. I was I was sure that that would get her, but no. It's all line. It, well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with Young Frankenstein, though. Is it, it's 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 lineup. You have to do the lineup and the punchline. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. manic. You know. Well, I, I mean, know. there's some manic stuff. Like I, I ain't got no body. That's <laughs> I ain't got God, no body. It's so good. Oh my God. Cha 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 God, he's so good. Ray Marty. Um, if yeah. if uh, you're listening and you are a fan of celebrity memoirs, Marty Feldman's book "I Marty" is uh, a yeah. fantastic book. So I had okay. so much fun reading that book, oh, and he cool. wrote it in the early '80s before he died, yeah. and it just sat in a box in the attic. And his yeah. widow found it, you know, however many years ago, and. Yeah. Uh, they they got it published and like they didn't touch it at all yeah. they were like that was like you can whoever publishes it you can't edit it because he was yeah. first and foremost a comedy writer right that's how he got his start and you yeah, know the Mar- most challenging thing and about it's that e-y-e i yeah. marty of course the, the most challenging thing I. about that book of course is the fact that it was written in um second person active tense so it very much felt like a choose your own adventure series you know yeah. I, I remember reading through that book and, you know, he was saying stuff like, you know, you, you, you are you born in, in 1941. Yeah. It's, right, it's right. very strange. Right. If, if you want to go to the audition for, um, the, uh, you know, anonymous wall-eyed character number three, turn to page nine. Uh, yeah. if you want to go for Hamlet, turn to page 13 and then you die. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. If you make it to the end of the, the successful story arc, it's really worth it, you know. Very nine thousand nine thousand page book though. I mean, pretty thick. Sure. Tone, you know. Yeah, I mean, choose your own memoir is. Yeah. A, it's almost an experimental genre. Yeah. But I yeah. think a worthy one that needs yeah. more NEA grants. Right. Right. And more NSF grants. Yes, but no NFT grants because we're not no. funding those anymore. All they, yeah. they, they, they just do they spend still that money do those? on Bitcoin and on graphics yeah. adapters and stuff. Has you that know. has that is that waning yet? The like it's petering out. It's slowly Good. going That's away. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's digital, so it's real. Oh, yeah. sure. Like and Please the stop. yeah the like fake money, the crypto money. I mean, right. our money's fake if you think about it. So this yeah. is good. Yeah, the, the libertarian crypto fantasy. And, uh, 
Yeah. Uh, I hope is that petering out too the crypto stuff. Uh, is that still going? Kind strong? of in parallel. Well, there's bits of there's bits of the whole thing of the crypto universe that are essentially going strong because they're propped up by banks, and then there's other bits of crypto like the original Wait, stuff, what? old Bitcoin and Dogecoin. That's starting to die out. What do you yeah. mean it's propped up by? How isn't that the whole point? Is uh-huh. Because it's not that a is bank? exactly yeah, and the banks got in on it. Yeah, they were like, "Oh wow, we can we can artificially set values to this currency too." Oh shit, we're in, you know. <laughs> I hate this species. Yeah, Our here's spe- to it. Humanity is the greatest thing and the stupidest thing at the same time. Yeah. All right. Shut up all about that. Um, the Umbrella Academy. Isn't that uh, what it's it was- about? It's about me asking questions about what's the current events of internet <laughs> culture because I'm not on social media hardly yeah. at all now. No, the funniest thing, though, is the... You were um, talking earlier before we recorded. Yeah, I like... If someone sends me a message on Instagram, I'll go on yeah. and look at it otherwise. Right. And I, I'm on a few subreddits. I follow yeah. a few subreddits that are like... Uh, look at this weird tool doing its job. Right. That's neat. Right. Look at this yeah. ridiculous car. That's weird. Like, that's, no, I, that's it. I like the way that you and I work the internet, though, because it's become this very, like, tin can telephone game way of knowing things. Because yeah. you go, I've vaguely heard about a thing. And I go, yeah, I saw that. And you're like, yeah, page. it's huge. It's enormous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? But, oh. <laughs> but yet, at the same time, I haven't spent the time to actually read the articles. So I'm like, yeah, it's really big. I saw it 13 oh, okay. times in my feed. But I didn't actually read the article, so I'm guessing that it's important, you know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> because uh, at this point in my life, I can't be bothered to <laughs> open the yeah. damn articles. Man, what so a like, yeah, human my I've become anyway. my internet is AV Club newspaper, right? Uh, and I'll go on Reddit like once a week and just scroll yeah. through some gifs or gifs. Yeah. Uh, uh, your speed may vary, and uh, and then it's my daughter showing me TikToks yeah. that her friends sent her that yeah. are just completely, you know, insane. It's just yeah. gibberish and it's hilarious right. and I love it. Yeah, and I'm my, like, my okay, internet. cool. The internet's still great. I don't know what yeah. y'all are doing on Facebook or Twitter, but yeah. uh, this corner of the internet freaking rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my my internet is people so being I've, lunatics. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I've I've got mine down to um, leftism, activism, memes, and dogs, and uh, I yeah. jump from the latter to the former, and then back occasionally. But um, yeah, I need the memes and the dogs in my life. Because I think what finally got me out of the political end yeah. of the internet is is yeah. like, okay, a thing happened. Yeah. What can I do? Yeah, can I send right. someone money? Yeah, can I show That's exactly up? Exactly it. Right. And, so that and was... usually, usually the answer is well, nothing. No. And yeah. I go, now, oh, I'm... okay. So, so I'm, gonna... I'm just mad. I'm going to pull on that okay. thread for a second here. I'm going to pull on that thread for a second because that was the thing that was driving me nuts as well, right? Was that there was a long time where, like, I'd, I'd read political stuff and I'd be like, well, this really makes me pissed off, but there's nothing I can do about it. And then I started adding – I found that there were these aggregators, like group chats and stuff like that, where people would post GoFundMes or, or oh, sure. direct deposits that you could do 
to people yeah, yeah, that yeah. were in need. And I yeah. think I've talked about this before, but like here's so, a like legal defense fund right, for right for an individual you know, person or for two people, people that coming, are getting kicked out of their house. Yeah, yeah, or like the you know these five hundred people are getting deported and they right. have two lawyers. Right. Here's how right. you can help fund their so lawyers. Yeah, the one that I ended up the, the one that I have now between I have it in my Twitter and in my Instagram is I have um, various small. LGBTQ alliance um, activism feeds that are okay. like they're either call to action or X Y and Z small uh, person or small group uh, could use a few hundred dollars to finish their rent for the month, you know, and yeah. all randomly drop fifty seventy five maybe once every two months or something like that. If I have the money, I'll do it. I I personally um, that's cool. The, yeah, like Johnny the, Dollar the, Seed. Right. The the trans community, in my humble opinion, has it the absolute worst because, like, I don't know, I'm I'm a cishet white old male, right? So I don't, I don't <laughs> know anything from, from, from anything. But the thought that's always gone through my head is that, like, the trans community has it the absolute hardest because they are in the process of completely migrating and redoing the evolution of their body so that it fits the way that they felt like they were born in terms of right. the way that they think, right? And so to me, every time that I see a, a trans, you know, GoFundMe go across my, my Twitter feed, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I've read enough about the bullshit you're going to have to go through with what you're doing physiologically and psychologically right. that, hell yeah, yeah, I'll send you 50. Let alone, you know socially yeah look, yeah, yeah exactly just the just the you and your day right like, right yeah. and so i try to do anytime that i see you know trans person in need trying to put together enough money to you know get my next year's worth of estrogen i'm like yeah here's 50 you know yeah, yeah let's yeah. help you well, out that's, you that's very nice of you that's yeah good. It's, it's it's you know it's one of those where it's just like I don't know. Those are of the trans folks that I met. They're some of the nicest, kindest, most humble folks, and yet they get shit on by the the world just by, and it's just because the rest of the world cannot wrap their head around this person doesn't want to be the way that they were born. You know, right? Or it's not they don't want to; it's they're not. That's it. And I said that incorrectly. It's it's that they. The, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, I, I was just and, clarifying because no, I think, you're absolutely no, right. You th- you said a thing that you were correct from one point of view. I was just making sure that we're correct from the other point of view. No, as well. that, that's a that's a appreciated you. clarification because yeah. it's it's they've come to the it's more that they've come to the realization that. This you body want soul they were given and, is and not body them. to match. Yeah, soul exactly. and body should line up. Is right. is and, the goal? And and I mean, it's like you think about all of the stuff that they talk about in religious texts and Christianity and stuff, and it's like coming to an understanding of the harmony between body and soul. I mean, that's yeah. an incredibly big thing, and yet yeah. these people get shit to on be for denied. the fact that yeah, they, these people get shit on for for doing that soul searching and finding that they have a different thing that they need to do than the rest of the yeah. status quo in order to hit that harmony. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll support yeah. that. If that, if that helps you, you know, uh, find unification between, between 
body and soul, hell yeah, I'll, I'll support you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also, you know, it's still new. It's not yeah. new, but it's yeah. in the culture yeah. you know, en masse. It's like, oh, wait, what is that? Oh, that's what that T right. stands for. It's I, the, didn't, the, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like... Like I saw Rocky Horror. Is is it like that? And it's like right. okay, back up. This no, right. hang on. <laughs> yeah, lesbian, right, gay, all... bisexual, and television. Yeah. Okay, um, billions of people. Let's educate you. And so now everyone has a general idea. And now it's like okay, right. here's the part. They're also human beings with yep. dignity. Yeah. So treat them it's, like human beings with dignity. Its, Try that. It's it's reached its cultural inflection point. And, exactly. And I just, it's I like that gay people in the 90s are right, exactly. trans people in the 2020s. Yeah, exactly. And, and my, one of and, them who is in the thing I was going to talk about oh, is yeah. Elliot, Elliot Page. Page. Yeah. Elliot Page, who star is, of, or co-star of, I've never seen it because I'm stupid, yeah. Umbrella Academy. She was one of the Hargraves in the Umbrella Academy, and he does a downright fantastic job of and the rest of the the rest of the acting cast around him do a fantastic job of doing the transition and the process of capturing the thoughts and the feelings that Elliot's character goes through um, to become um, uh, himself in season three the mm. the way that the rest of the Hargraves um, Victor. That's that's the name that he chooses. Goes from Vanya to Victor, um, oh, okay. in the in the show, and the it was handled so eloquently in that everybody kind of you know he's explaining that he's felt this way for a long time, and you know the previous so season one is him coming to grasp with what it means to be the forgotten girl that's part of the Hargraves superpower family, and then season two. He, when he's previously um, Vanya Hargraves, a woman, they all get stuck in the 60s. And as Vanya falls in love with another woman, which, of course, is essentially like fucking forbidden in the 60s. Um, right. And then slowly uh, comes well, to the realization I mean, it, that. You, yeah. Well, culturally forbidden. It's like, right? I, you know what he means, mm-hmm. person. Don't ask. Right. Right. So then season three, um, Vanya Hargraves turns to the rest of the Hargraves family and says, I can't I can't do this anymore. I can't do the farce of being Vanya. I really I feel like I've been Victor for a long time. And Mm. it wasn't until I fell in love with that woman when we were in the 60s that it really came that I came to that realization. So I'm going to cut off, you know, my hair and I'm going to, you know, dress and and look and feel more masculine. And the rest of the, the. it's great because it's it's handled as in the rest of the Hargraves brothers and sisters go, I think that makes perfect sense for you. That's great. We will fully support you. And they move right on. They move right I on. I love that. I yeah. love because there's a big, one of the big um, criticisms uh, from the LGBT community is how if there is a gay or trans it's, or, you know, whatever character... Yeah. That there's always some tragedy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. or you could just be, you know, you could just keep going and it's fine. And they don't have right. to die. They don't have yeah. to be abused. Yeah. They don't have to be rejected. They could just be yeah. a person. But that becomes the story point du jour for right. that week. And it's like, no. Oh, well, what's the tragedy that. there? It's like, yeah. hang on. Right. They could just, oh, and, you know, like there's, uh, 
some trans yeah. people in my life, one significantly so. I don't want to out them right now because who yeah. knows? There might be some jerk listening. So, but, uh, and when they said, by the way, uh, I am a woman, I was like, oh, oh, okay, all right, well, I'll, you know, let's adjust, let's go. And it was just that, oh, wow, thank you for okay. trusting me to tell me, yeah. wow, right, let's, let's go from here, let's, yeah. you know, let's go. How do we now adjust to, to accommodate? There was no, yeah, exactly. like, well, we need to yeah. have a real bad couple of years first so yeah. that we can yeah. abuse this. You know, yeah. like, shut the fuck up. Just... <laughs> Did you same? get? Did you did you take an opportunity to spot check with God whether he's okay with that? Right. It's like no, shut, the, shut no. up. Same That's person, new pronoun. Yeah. So <laughs> same great taste, new pronoun. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell you, Dan, uh, Mr. Comic Nerd, on Umbrella Academy, real quick. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna see there if I can get so you to, to bite. Many comics, um, and this so is one that I've been meaning to read. Gabriel yes. Gabriel Ba. Um, is the illustrator and Gerard Way is the writer. Um, okay. They um, they published it through uh, Dark Horse Comics, uh, 2007, 2008, and 2009. Um, they finally released a uh, a fourth book in 2018, and I think they basically released the fourth book based on the success of the Netflix show. The whole thing revolves around a whole bunch of um, women magically get pregnant on the exact same day um, in like the 80s, right? And then this dude, Sir Reginald Hargreaves, um, goes and visits them and ad adopts these kids and brings them to his house. Of the 43, only, uh, I, I think it's nine, no, it's seven. Only seven survive. And those seven yeah. become the Umbrella Academy. Magical children with superpowers that can do blah 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 various things, right? There's no, okay. there's no time spent on explaining the origin or the onus of the powers or whether it's DNA adapted or blah 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 blah. It's just they've got it, right? Um, but here's does where does it ever it come back and you find out? Oh, that's what that's what made all these people get pregnant, or is it just like yes, who cares? Yes, Moving there's on. A, yes that that is addressed in the story. Oh, okay. um, that is addressed in the story. Um, but because it would be neat if they're just like, yeah, they have powers. Shut up, anyway. Right. Moving no, on. <laughs> that would be that, fun if we're like so comic book saturated culturally, like the 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 first Tom Holland Spider-Man, they just skipped all the Uncle Ben stuff. They're like, yeah, you know how, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, power responsibility. Anyway, yeah. here we're not going to spend time on this. Yeah, that's like that's like I was talking with my wife uh, earlier today, and I was like. You know, I watched that entire movie, the Matt Reeves, the Batman, and although yeah. it wasn't a bad movie, I found myself kind of looking at the iPhone the entire time, like, this is the sixth time in the past 20 years that I've been told an origin story on a, on the Batman. Can we just I get know. to the point where, like, Batman is fighting some of the more obscure villains like Hardak or, like, <laughs> um, you know, the Timekeeper? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm tired and of getting told... That it's Bruce Wayne and he's you know so grumpy. The and pearls gross. dropping. Right. Who and gives like, a if shit you watch like, anyway? God and like the damn. Harley Quinn cartoon on HBO is awesome. Yeah. And like they'll make fun of that. They're like, oh my god, the pearls again. Jeez. Yeah. Right. And exactly. so that's fun that other yeah. DC properties are like, will you shut up with these pearls? Right. 
We get but, it. So that's the cool thing about Umbrella Academy is that they do a lot of lampshading of uh, other um, superpower, superhero stories. Um, but they don't... It's, it's not a comic book that um, revolves around that. The comic book takes a whole bunch of tropes and it throws it into these characters. Now, where the Umbrella Academy... So what I've described so far, the Umbrella Academy, right? A whole bunch of magical, uh, super-powered kids end up at a, uh, a a secretive school, right? And there's a uh, a benevolent leader that's that's you know teaching yeah. them. Right now, the, the magic X Men. Yeah, it sounds like X Men, right? Where yeah. it deviates, and this is where it gets fucky, is that Hargraves spends their lives experimenting on them. Because he wants Ooh. to see how far he can push their powers, and so he he keeps he keeps telling them that he's doing it because he wants them to become the best at what they are, which is he's turned them into these you know caped superheroes that he touts out in front of people for PR and publicity and stuff like that. Um, oh. That that in itself. Uh, that backfires, uh, and it, it depends how deeply you want me to spoilerize or not. Like, if you want me to spoiler, yeah, I can. I mean, we're we're trying. You're enticing me, and we're right. collectively enticing the uh, anyone listening. So, okay. So <laughs> I'll say, yeah. So let's, uh, yeah, let's not spoiler stuff. All right. Like so I, I don't even spoil... watch trailers anymore because they okay. spoil stuff. I want to be I... like. Whoa, without going, they brought in them. Without going too many layers deep, I'll basically say that like the the first season uh, of of the TV show um, revolves around Hargraves' experimentation finally backfiring, um, mm. and then the the second season of the show, uh, the second leading into the third, essentially revolve around uh, number five, who is. Um, the uh, referred to as quote unquote the boy, but the character's name is what is the damn character's name? Do Hold they on. call them like number one, number two, number three? They do in the first season, but then at a certain oh. point they they kind of leave that by the side. Um, where is it? it? Oh, he's just called his. He's just referred to as five. Um, but okay. he um, five has the ability to jump through space and time. And originally, Ooh. early on, he just does these little hops. But then, at a certain point, his hops become so dangerous to the fabric of space-time that he gets um, recruited by this mysterious organization called the Commission that um, keeps track of timelines and keeps the timelines in order and stuff like that. Oh. And the, the Commission ends up being sewn and stitched into the story in these weird ways where you go, oh, that was why so-and-so shows up here. Oh, this is why this person is being run down, etc. Um, and it's really neat because each time... This is the other thing that I really like about the Umbrella Academy, is that each bit that feels like a loose story thread ends up having critical impact on the Umbrella Academy characters further on down the line. Yeah, and yeah. the byproduct nice. of that, the byproduct of that is that the characters in the Umbrella Academy, each of the, the the five superheroes or seven superheroes, 
they get more and more super duper like fucked up traumatized ptsd mentally messed with as they go through their adventures and like there is more time spent as you get further into the series with these characters sitting in rooms and looking at each other and going you know i didn't take a uh, i didn't take an opportunity back when we were in the thick of the action to think about the fact that i just watched my brother get crushed by a tank that had been teleported over him by our sister in order to make sure that he died before he his superpower overpowered and therefore killed everybody but now that i think about wow. it my god this is fucked up you know yeah and and it's like these Holy characters moly. yeah these characters are like really hurting and they are spending they have to by about halfway through the second season and most of the third season they have to spend time dealing with the fact that they have trauma and and it is what makes the tv show amazing um so that's why they don't spend any time uh hating their sister for becoming their brother because they have other problems. They are they all collectively problems. fucking traumatized yeah. from all of the shit that has gone on. Like, uh, uh, like half of the... Yes, if you have yeah. a problem with someone being gay or trans or anything, uh, get a real problem. Yeah, right, right. Go like, find go an start, actual thing to worry about. Like, go yeah. go hit a giant beefcake guy or something. Yeah, you right. Need, get a real problem. Yeah. Get beat up. Um... But the go, um, go crash your car. The, the one of the one of, one of the most amazing things that they do in the TV show is that there is a period of time uh, in the second season. Actually, it's all of the second season where they get stuck in the '60s, and right, some of yeah. the kids, some of the kids from the Umbrella Academy, are black, and they have to deal with the cultural repercussions oh, wow. of being black in Alabama wow. in the '60s. And, and they yeah, don't do 50, it 60 years yeah yeah of, wow yeah, and they it's... don't do it they don't do it flippantly the way that doctor who does it where it's like ha that person had a racist encounter and now moved on with their lives and they got jumped yeah. back in the tardis and they moved on ha it's the, doctor who it's like and, no and the person, person from back shot. then learned a life lesson and they right. grew yeah it's like, no they probably no. didn't grow no this is this is time travel done um, with real actual respect to the cultural like watermarks that. of the time. And that Good. is one of those things. That's interesting. Yeah, that was one of those where after my wife and I, like, about midway through the second season, we looked at each other and we were like, this is not like any other fucking superhero show we've ever watched. This is some shit. That's awesome. This is good. This is good. Yeah. Um, it's So the biggest thing that I'll say is... Oh, and you know what? There's a bit in there that I want to mention, and it's not going to give away too much, but sure, it is yeah, a major yeah. it is a major plot point, and it's one of the biggest reasons that I think you'll get hooked, and you'll be like, okay, yeah, now I have to go read this. Um, okay. One of the reasons that Five, uh, the 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 time travel uh, member of the family, gets like he gets stuck in his boy body. He gets stuck in, like, his preteen, like, 11, 12-year-old body perpetually. Oh, okay. And part of it is because uh, he spent almost 40 years doing time travel work for the commission. But the commission, it was either a time travel mistake or the commission purposely froze him in that body. Or it's something like where it's like because he's doing all these time jumps, 
time never actually occurs yeah, the, for his body. The chromotrones change right. in the structure of the yeah. Right. It's like the temporal chromosomes, blah blah blah. Yeah. But it's like he does forty years of work but never actually ages. So he's still eleven or twelve when he comes back to them at the beginning of the first season. And they're like, where have you been? You know, we lost track of you after so-and-so mission. And he's like, oh, my God, I've just had a career. (laughs) Wow. And part of that career, and this is the bit that I think is going to sell you, part of that career is either making sure that various political assassinations do or do not occur. (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. one of the key ones that he has to be there for in order to make sure it happens is the assassination of JFK. And oh, nice. there's all of this moral quandary that like revolves around, you know, oh, well, you know, if we make sure that if, you know, if we actually made sure JFK didn't die, we'd be able to, you know, you know, uh, you know, and one of the characters yeah. is like, well, what if he doesn't die? And, you know, what if we make sure he stays alive? You know, he's so progressive. Maybe, you know, he helps with race relations. And the other ones are like, no, he has to die. This is the timeline. Um, it. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Um, on uh, another uh, LGBT friendly show, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which is a yeah. hilarious time travel. The 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 time idiots. Oh yeah, it's, it's the best show the CW ever made. It's the best show DC ever made. I'm so and excited to go back Harley and watch Quinn. that eventually. Yeah, yeah. The first season is like every other CW show, and then they're yeah. like, "Wait a minute, we have a pile of idiots. Let's just let them be crazy." <laughs> right, right. And they're they go back and forth in time, and they cause problems, and everything's terrible. Um, And it's so funny. It's such a great ensemble show. But one of the last episodes, because they, after the season ended, they said, by the way, you're canceled. That was the last season. Right, right. Um, But they they, uh, have to go, they go, and it's about um, Archduke Ferdinand's assassination. Oh, nice! (laughs) And basically... um, for like season story arc reasons, they have to go to this important part of time where like a thing has to happen <laughs> and like larger forces make sure it happens. Right. Um, and, but this is a moment, this is like one of the moments that like every time traveler tries to prevent. And so okay. there's like a bar just Full of time travelers in <laughs> 1910s clothing. Oh, that's fantastic! Taking and it's there's so many of them that they have to take a number, and, <laughs> and it's like, like you okay, too, huh? <laughs> it's your turn to try to stop this assassination. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, and and it's such a fun episode. It's such a great show. But that one, it, it, it reminded me in particular of that episode where it's like. No, it has to happen this way. Here's why. Deal with it. It's like, no, right. but we can change it and prevent <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Right. Oh, and yeah, funny. just the fact that there's like dozens of time travelers just today trying to stop it, let alone every other day. That's fantastic. All right. Yeah. So that one yeah, has been that's on our radar rules. for a while. We watched a handful of episodes of the first season and primarily we watched them because freaking Rory from Doctor Who is in there as the, as the leader. But now, um, 
now I'm like oh, more yeah, and yeah. more convinced that I want to go back and watch. And, and watch yeah, and like I said, um, the first season's fine, but the second one's way better. And starting with like the third one, they're just like, let's just like go nuts. And every episode escalates, and it's just like goofier and goofier and goofier. And it's right. so good. It's so great. I love that show. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, and uh, coming back to... Sorry. Academy, yeah. Anyway, no, the other fine. show with yeah. time travel based on Co- a comic. <laughs> coming back to Umbrella uh, Academy, I'll, I'll, I'll note... Um, I guess the last bit that I want, really want to note is that, to me... So, they basically... The comic to and the TV show... Me. To me. The, the comic and the um, TV show... Um, really borrow from each other and i think it's because the the writer and the illustrator were really heavily involved in the creation of both and that was one of the things that was really cool is that they made sure that um gabriel uh mon and gerard way were involved in doing the netflix show um so a lot of the plot threads from the comic are in the netflix show they're just told differently but oh okay here's my personal two cents the comic in my opinion, looks and feels like Venture Brothers. And oh, I love, I absolutely love the TV series. What they did with the TV series is amazing. But in my opinion, at some point, somewhere in some corner of the world, it would be neat to see like a lockstep retelling of the comic book done in the Venture Brothers uh, uh, cartoon format. Where it's like that mm. kind of half borrowing yeah. from Hanna Barbara and half borrowing from uh, '90s kind of Batman the animated series cartoon format. I, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. Just, because the stuff that goes on in the comic book, yeah, like Johnny Quest meets Johnny Bravo. That is exactly it. Yeah, the comic book. There's a lot of stuff that they do in the comic book, which is perfectly tropish for a comic book. Like, they're in the middle of defeating um, the, the chief villain, the main heavy in the, um, <clears throat> in the first comic book. And randomly, uh, time correction robots from the commission show up, which basically look like hovering R2-D2 tin cans with, like, evil grumpy eyes and laser beams <laughs> just flying out of them, right? And cool. you, you can't really do that in a TV show. They they established... Well, you can. Um, they established a... Yeah, you just take R2-D2 and yeah, put on a Sharpie... Take his arms off. Yeah. And give it, give it angry eyebrows. Right, right. And, and have it go. go. Yep, give him a laser. Yeah. But um, it's, it's um, the feel... I think they decided when they did the TV show... I think they said, you know, let's really make this show focused on how fucked up it would be to be superheroes that also know that they were all born on the same day, possibly because of the same premise, and we all have to live here with this guy who's experimenting on us. Like, I think they decided to finally focus on that as why, you know, as the driving factor for the characters. Whereas the comic, it's like, with the comic, they're doing everything at once. It's like, mm. the characters are fucky, the timeline is getting fucky because Five keeps jumping back and forth through the timeline as a result of um, 
hit jobs that he's being sent on by the commission and therefore the timeline itself is getting fucked up for these characters which is causing these characters trauma but oh by the way the commission keeps throwing shit at them in order to correct the timeline and the shit that is being thrown at them is ridiculous you know yeah. giant robots a kraken sea monsters etc um, <laughs> i think that with the with, each is fantastic in its own right but the show i think is a hair better and i feel like the show is a hair better simply by them taking the premise and doing something that i have not seen anyone do well and faithfully over the course of the past 20 to 30 years with superhero stories um i mean marvel with the mcu with the avengers mcu gets close they really do get close with with some of the dark stuff that goes on with tony stark being like well i don't want to you know have this mantle of responsibility and captain america being like you know what have i done to bucky etc but they don't get they don't get into the shit they don't get into the slop the way that the umbrella academy characters like really they'll they start looking at each other midway through season two and most of the way through season three and they go we got to deal with this Otherwise, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown, and we're only going to have <laughs> six members of the of the superhero party, you know. Right, right. And it's good for that. It's a different type of good, but it's good. So interesting. Yeah, I think that's. I, I don't have much more to say on it. I will say cool. this, and you'll dig this. Mary J. Blige is one of the two hitmen in season one. Oh, of the TV that's show. cool. Yeah. Which is great because it's like Neat. it took me a long time to figure out who it was, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, wait, <laughs> is that Mary J. Blige?" You know, it's like, "Oh my god, yes!" <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, serious, mature comics. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you read any of Sandman? Like I gave you homework to do probably not. a week Good ago busy. no <laughs> <laughs> no i've been being a father and husband sorry <laughs> uh you and your full-time job nerd yeah. um right. no, yeah, definitely. It's, that's it's a, sitting I mean, on my wife's desk it. i want to i want to read it at some point yeah i I'm watched uh i've watched about half because it dropped on netflix yesterday yeah. as we record and i watched uh i think four of the ten episodes oh neat and i'm really enjoying it it looks gorgeous i'm glad yeah. that neil gaiman was involved uh but oh my god the comic is just incredible so, i'm yeah. looking forward to reading it i have um we have a compilation that's called Prelude to Nocturnes, um, yeah. which I was told is like the starting point. So I need to go read that. I think I'm pretty um, sure that's volume one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I um Yeah. And I think bef- uh, what I'll do is um, I'll read the episode titles of the first three seasons. And, and that, that'll work as kind of a, a good um, uh, wet your appetite. Uh, season one is uh, we only see each other at weddings and funerals. Run, boy, run. Extraordinary. The Man on the Moon. Number five. The Day That Wasn't. The Day That Was. I Heard a Rumor. Changes. And then The White Violin. And, um, yeah. Oh, my God. I I can't. Because if I do, if I do I'm going to just gush. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. It's just so good. It's, um... It blew my it blew me away. It blew my mind with with how um, 
how well done a different approach on the trauma of being superheroes could be because i've seen sure. a handful of that you know we've all collectively kind of seen a handful of of stories where they go yeah let's talk about the dark side of being a superhero but none of them do it quite the way that the umbrella academy does the, the umbrella academy really stands out as like wow okay either y'all when you were writing this have gone through some shit or you spent the time to research what it's like to go through some shit and you did a right. faithful job of recapturing that, you know? Right. Right. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah I'm definitely gonna, uh, check it out. It's on my thing. Cool. My like to do list. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Preludes and Nocturnes is the first Sandman book. Okay. And good. The doll's house is the second collection. Oh, we have that. I th- yeah. We I have think that. I think that's as far as season one got, is okay. the first two books. All right, all right. And, I mean, honestly, you could watch it without reading it. You could read it without watching it. Who cares? It's fine. Right. Both are good. But, right. yeah, so far I'm really enjoying it. Just as I anticipate, I will really enjoy Umbrella Academy, because that sounds totally cool. I believe you It sounds will. super great. Anyway, this episode's going to run kind of short, but it's it's mostly just because I'm, like essentially pitching for something that really blew me away in, in how good it yeah. was. Um, go watch and it. And the other one ran long, so don't be yeah. selfish. You so there bastard. you go. All right. uh, uh, okay. Take that, person <laughs> listening to this. I don't know. Yeah, you got him. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut us off super short here. So, um, okay. This is, well, I mean, uh, it's still like... 50 minutes or something. That's yeah, just shy of an hour. Um, let's see here. You did opening. I'll do closing. So. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that is a... Uh, that's this edition of the Dan and Aaron Lycorama. Thank you for listening. And uh, keep your eyes... Well, don't keep your eyes peeled. Who cares? Anyway, oh! here's a... Wait! What? No! You can't stop no? yet. No, you can't stop okay. yet, and here's why. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> um, I had this. I had this open specifically for this reason, which is the other bit, which is what you and I always talk about, is fucking music. The music is so good in this show. That's the oh. other bit. That's the other oh, bit okay. that I forgot that I wanted to talk about. The soundtrack for this is exceptional. The soundtrack that for it is, is like so good. One of the best jobs yeah. that the best people are doing in Hollywood yeah. now is what are they are they called music supervisors? The people mm-hmm. who like decide, oh, you know what would be good for this scene is this song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all those people are all doing fantastic work. Yeah. They're the, they're all my favorites. The the composer uh, for the incidental music without, throughout the series is Jeff Russo, who has done a bunch of modern stuff. He also he right now he wrote the main theme for Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, which is also a pitch perfect show. But the it's oh the I gotta watch songs. that too. Is that on is that on Paramount Plus? Yeah, it's or on, on Paramount. TV? Yeah, it's on no, Paramount I don't Plus. Have that. Yeah, okay. well, at some point, uh, don't rush. It, it's good, but I mean, don't go pay for another it. subscription service. Yeah, no, it's the it's the selection of the incidental music which makes um, uh, the Umbrella Academy so good. It's I found out about so many new songs that I didn't know about before. Um, the, just the first episode, they've got the Kinks, Fits in the nice. Tantrums, 
um, the walker fits in the tantrum. I, I didn't know about that song before, and I got hooked on it as a result of uh, oh, Relic oh, Academy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Run Boy Run by Woodkid is in there. And that's one of the things, I remember when I was on a flight, I was reading the, um, I was reading the, uh, the prologue, uh, or like, I guess the preface to the comic book, and yeah. Gabriel Ma and Gerard Way wrote the preface together, and they're talking about, when we did this, we did this listening to Tool and listening to this playlist of awesome rock that we loved, and we had sequences that we knew we wanted to do to different rock and roll songs that we absolutely mm. loved. And they do the best in the TV show. They really do their level best recapturing those scenes because that's the biggest thing. That was this. Is, I'm so glad I remember this. That's <laughs> the thing that sells the Umbrella Academy is that um, Umbrella Academy is good for being this from the storytelling perspective, but it's also good for being a series of motifs that are set to music. It's a series of threaded together music videos, and it is so good for that. Um, they do uh, "Don't Stop Me Now" for a shootout scene. They do, oh, cool. um, yeah. They do uh, "Run Boy Run." Uh, they use, of course, they use. Um, uh, uh, Blood Like Lemonade by Morchiba. Um, it's it's just like... I'm trying to find some of the other ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've got Stay With Me, Rod Stewart in there. Um, it, it's... That is what makes the show, is the fact that the show is like... it As much as it is what I described before, it is also what's the next opportunity we have to make essentially a music video? Um, like the opening of season three, the opening of season three is them square dancing as a group. It's like a dance off between the umbrella Academy and their alternate timeline nemesis, the Sparrow Academy. And my okay. wife and I looked at each other and we were like, are they doing a dance off? Are they doing a country music dance off? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Oh, my God. Let's do it. And they're all square dancing together and, like, just giving each other evil, like, like giving each other the evil stare down the whole time while doing coordinated line dancing and looking at each other. It's like, what? Yes. Yes, I'm 100% on board for this. Yes. Keep going. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ballroom Blitz. They use Ballroom Blitz, uh, you know. A man oh, in the nice. back is attacking the ballroom blitz. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. man. It's so good. Oh, yeah. And then Footloose. That was what they used for the line dancing was Footloose by Kenny Oh, Rogers. okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Fun. So, um, the comic is great. The show is way better. All right. I'm done now. You can do the end music. <laughs> As I was saying sorry. before, I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> By this guy praising something cool. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, so that was the Dan and Aaron like a Rama. Uh, thanks for listening. Blah, blah, blah. Standard <laughs> outro talk. Yeah. Take it away with our patented, copywritten, yeah. trademark head outro music that we play every single episode. It's always the same. Aaron. Yeah.
Yeah, I, I can't do it anymore. But yeah, um, pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, our birds. Uh, I'll just say this before we close out. Every time that song comes on, whenever my wife and I are uh, playing that music while we're playing video games, our our birds hear it and they start singing to it because they're like, oh, "This is my fun. jam." They love it. They absolutely <laughs> love it. You know, they're like, "Oh yeah, Yay. tweeting. I can do this." <laughs> yeah, this is way easier to sing than like drums. Yeah, exactly. 